I want you to lift up your voice, lift up your hearts, and just commit yourself before God this morning. Just say, Father, here I am this morning. I have come to you, O Lord. The song says, just as I am without word play, and that the blood was shed for me. I have come before you. Lord Almighty, here I am today. Accept me, Lord. I have come to have contact with you. Please, I want you to pray that prayer, that let your word not pass me by today. Pass me not, O gentle Savior, hear my cry. Today is my day of visitation. As the word will come forth, it will not pass me by. Holy Spirit, help me. Please, lift up your voice and pray that prayer. Yes, Lord. Oh, let my faith rise up today. Let my faith rise up. Let my faith rise up. As the world will come forth, let it find me. Let it find me. Let it find me. Let today not be a waste for me. Let my today, my coming to the house of the Lord, let it change my life. Let it change my life. Let it turn my life around. Thank you, Abba Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this great privilege to stand before your great people to preach your word. Father, we pray today by the power of the Holy Spirit, speak to us. Let your word change us. You are the destiny changer. Come and change our lives today. Thank you, our Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Can you take your seat? God bless you. Praise the Lord. I want to welcome every one of us this morning. Today is the 17th day of January. Hallelujah. The year just started and yet the month is almost gone. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now I'm going to share with you a topic that we have been taking for this month. And how many of us know it? What is this? No, can we repeat it? What is it? Settle me, O Lord. Settle me, O Lord. To different people, settlement means different things. Praise God. For somebody who is sick, the cry will be, God settle me. And when you say God settle me, what does it mean? God heal me. Give me peace in terms of my health. For somebody who is looking for means to survive in life, your prayer is, God, settle me. And when you say, God, settle me, what you are asking, open doorways for me. Is it not? For somebody who is in different kinds of situations, who is oppressed by demonic forces, you are not moving forward. When you say, God, settle me, what does that mean? You are asking God for something. Praise God. But the greatest cry of the human soul when it says, settle me, O Lord, it's about your salvation. How many of us know that? 
You can have all the breakthroughs. You can have all the healings. You can have all the prosperity. But if that does not lead you to salvation, then you are... I believe that every person here, a cry that cuts across the whole world, all fingers are not equal. We have billionaires. Their cry is, settle me, O Lord. Settle me, O Lord. So settle me, O Lord, is actually the cry of the whole humanity. Praise the Lord. Now, in this service, and in the one, the celebration service is the same topic, but maybe in different depths. We're going to talk about this topic. And the sub-themes is the terms of the covenant of settlement. The terms. The covenant of settlement. There's a covenant of settlement. Praise God. And what is a covenant? A covenant is like a contract, isn't it? You know, when there's a contract, there are two parties, at least, involved. And then there are what they call the covenants, which are the, 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 the rules that must be complied with by each party. And then there's also the benefits that comes from it. So the benefits are when you comply with the rules of the contracts, then you take. For instance, you want to rent a house. You establish a deed of, I mean, tenancy agreement in the simple terms. I'm talking about the people who are owners of property and those who are tenants. You understand what I'm talking about? So it's one of the simple examples. So you establish a contract. Now, this contract, there are two parties. Eh? the landlord and the tenant, and you establish the contract. There are conditions in the contracts to fulfill. And then when those conditions are fulfilled, you have the right to enjoy the property for the duration of the tenancy. Now, this world is made of laws, and the laws are all used in different kinds of contracts and covenants. Our God is a God of covenant. How many of us know that? It's, that's why they say he's a covenant-keeping God. He keeps his covenants. He makes covenants. There are different covenants in the Bible. Praise the Lord. So we understand from the scripture that our settlement as believers is crucial to God. Now there's a scripture, 1 Peter Chapter 5, verse 10. First Peter, second if you can put that up. First Peter chapter 10, chapter 5, verse 10. It says, But the God of all grace, who hath called us into his eternal glory by Christ Jesus. After ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. The other scripture that speaks to that is Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11. Jeremiah 29 verse 11 which says that for I know the thoughts I think towards you says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil 
to give you an expected end. So God has good covenants and good plans for each of us and every one of us. Praise the Lord. And once God says a thing, there is power in the word of God to accomplish whatever he has said. When God says it, he doesn't need any other thing to be added to that word in order to perform. So once he says this, let it be light, and there was light. You don't need to pack generators somewhere. You don't need to do any other thing. By the virtue of the fact of saying it, the resources, unlimited resources of heaven is backing up the word he says. I thought somebody would be excited. Hallelujah. I'm trying to make a point. Just try and follow me. Because if you come to that realization and then you are covenanted with God and you read the wonderful promises in the Bible to know that every of these promises, none of them shall fail, you will be very excited. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Luke chapter 1 verse 45, we won't read it, says that God ensures the performance of his words. God ensures the performance of his word. So once God says it, he accomplishes it. It does not depend on the resources of the world. It does not depend on the circumstances of the world. It does not depend on whether you are living in a country that there is austerity or not. It does not depend on the scarcity. It depends on the sources of heaven. So that is why even in the midst of situation and God speaks a word and you are able to enter into that word and fulfill the terms of it, irrespective of the facts that the circumstances surrounding you are contrary. The contrary happens. I hope somebody understands that. That's why the Bible says, Isaac sowed, Jacob sowed, in the midst of scarcity. And they reaped a bumper harvest. And everybody was wondering what's happening. It is this kind of covenanted activity. Praise God. I'm trying to establish a standard for what is coming. Isaiah chapter 55 verse 11. Say God's words, this word that I speak, will not come back void. It will not come back empty. It will achieve the purpose for which I have sent it. Once God speaks a word, the word goes out, and the word can become either the logos or the rhema. I'm taking us on a journey, praise God, and I want you to listen to me. The word can become a logo or a rhema. The word is the logos. Now, when this word, he said the word that I speak to you is spirit. The word is a life. The word can do things. Now, in that active form of the word, it's called a rhema. Two people can hear the word. One will become the logos, another person will receive a rhema. And when it becomes a rhema, it, becomes, it comes in 
in the in the creative form of the world. Now, what the world at that stage is looking for is looking for faith. So when the faith meets the rhema, you see a performance. Hallelujah. I hope I'm not being too theological or grammatical this morning. That's why I'm taking it slowly. And this is one thing you need to understand as a Christian if you want to go far. Praise the Lord. Numbers 23, 19 say, God is not a man and God cannot lie. So when he says a thing and God does not speak carelessly, once he says a thing, that thing becomes established. That is why he say, when the word goes out, the world begins to look for the right conditions, for the right state of mind. That is why we can preach the word to all of them here. Some people will receive a rema and go home and the world begins to perform in their life. Some, it will enter here and we go out to this place. Praise the Lord. But my prayer this morning for somebody listening to me is that your heart is ready. I'm not hearing you. Maybe you didn't. My prayer for you this morning is that as you hear the word of God, the word will find a place in your heart. It will not only go here and out here, but it will settle down in your heart. It will take fruit. It will begin to yield fruit. It will become a remnant to you and speak to your specific circumstances. In Jesus' name. Now, the Bible makes us to understand in Psalm 50 that everything, absolutely everything, belongs to God. Everything. Everything belongs to God. And there is nothing that was made that was not made by Him. However, without our faith, we cannot take delivery. Just like the devil needs your fear to be able to actualize his plans in your life. He needs your fear. So fear and faith are opposites. God needs faith for the world to be activated in your life. The devil needs your fear to be able to manifest. So if the devil wants to destroy a nation, he first will do so many things to release fear in the place. And then the people are open and they become exposed. And then he can land. When I was growing up as a young Christian, because of the way where God delivered me from. For those who have heard my story, God delivered me from the mouth, the den of the lion. He was about to close his mouth and then God removed me. So there was some backlash in my life. Okay? So the devil actually wanted to kill me. But thank God that I was firmly in the hand of Christ. 
And that's a word for somebody today. There might be somebody here who they have told that the extent you have gone that you cannot come out is a lie of the devil. Except if you come out, one leg is in Christ. One leg is I don't know where else. Then it becomes difficult. Because you see, the devil comes chasing for when he has something. He will say, but you say I should leave this man. But he's holding my property. You see, the devil says where the corpse is, you cannot vultures away. The vultures will keep circulating. Why? There is something they have. It's mine. The Bible says the Lord delivers and delivers completely. That is, if you surrender yourself, the Lord will deliver you completely. Hallelujah. I want somebody to follow me. Praise God. The topic is settle me, O Lord. And I'm sure that with the time I have, I'm not going to finish it. So, maybe you might like to stay for the service. Praise God. We are going to hit somewhere. Praise God. So, our faith is important. Our faith is important. Now, what is faith? What is faith? Some people believe that faith is that if I, anything I pray for, I must get it. If I don't get it, then I don't have faith. Some people believe that faith is that God must do what I want. Hello? I've seen people who give God a matching order. I've been asking for this thing. He didn't answer. Now, one week. At the end of the one week, if that doesn't work, I won't worship you again. They don't say it like that. But the attitude shows like that. And God will just be looking at the person. Do you know what is faith? Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Can we put it up? It's very foundational for you to know. It says, now faith is substance of things hoped for, evidence not seen. There's no physical evidence. That's why the Bible says, we walk by faith and not by sight. Substance, substance, faith is a substance of things not seen. Huh? That is faith. What does it mean in practicality? It means that he who has promised is faithful. Whatever God says, so it is. Irrespective of the circumstances. This is what God says, so shall it be. So you are not piloting your life based on what you see, what you feel, what you hear. Because if you are doing that, you are going to find yourself in a spiral. Because today, you open to the news. 80% of the news is bad news. And this is only the beginning. Praise God. But you must walk by faith. You must walk by faith. 
Abraham believed God, irrespective of the facts that his body is dead. Sarah, the wife, the body is also dead. But God said, Apostle Peter, after they have toiled all night fishing, they are professional fishermen, they have tried all the tactics, they didn't get anything. And after Jesus finished using the boat, he said, launch on this side. Peter said, Master, we have done all these things you've said, but because you said so, I will do it. And what happened? Peter was settled. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, faith is a spiritual engraftment of humanity to divinity. That's not big grammar. Do you understand that? Faith is the way that you as a human being can enter into the divine space. Hallelujah. I'll give you an example. I won't quote the scripture. But when the disciples were moving on a turbulent sea, Jesus was not in the boat. They left Jesus in the island. And the waves were boisterous, and they thought they were going to be destroyed. And then they saw Jesus walking on the water. Hallelujah! Because he's the master. The Bible says nothing was created that was not created by him and for him. And by him, all things consist. He's the one who is holding everything together. So he has the power. So he was walking on water. And Peter looked at him and said, Master, is that you? He said, this is me. Can I come? Jesus said, come. Peter placed his, the whole of a center being on come. And the Bible record, Peter got down from the boat and walked one step, two step, three step, four step. Why do I know that he walked all those steps? Because they didn't even recognize Jesus, so he wasn't so close. Hallelujah. Peter, with all the frailty he has in his life, if you read about Peter, he was the one, he wants to cut persons here, he wants to do this, he wants to, it's Peter. He's a man like you and I. But he based his hope on come. Peter walked on water. But the Bible also, when he started to realize, ah, uh -uh. is it me? This is Peter. This is water. Somebody cannot walk on water. No. This is not happening. The Bible says he started to sink. And Jesus reached out. This is a lesson. Hallelujah. It's a lesson for somebody sitting here. Every single word in scripture has the capacity of come. Every single word in scripture have the capacity of come. 
the meeting element is not God, it's us. The meeting element is us. How many of us know that where we are today, this morning, that this place is littered with angels? How many of us know that? How many of us know that? That there are angels here. And the angels are here with gifts for people. Some of the people who brought the gifts for, they are not in church today. Hello? When you create an atmosphere for God, there's an open heaven and there's a communication of up and down. And that is what you have in this place today. But God is looking for those who believe his word. So the question I ask is, what is faith? You know the story about the three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? That is faith. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were facing the tyrant who has killed so many people. In fact, Nebuchadnezzar only needs to raise his voice and say, remove his head. And that's it. That time, there is no Senate, there's no House of Representatives, there's no democracy. The word of the king is law. In fact, if the king is drunk, say, okay, burn down these houses. They will carry it out. Nobody will challenge him. Hello? That was the world of those days. So these three Hebrew boys refused to bow down before the idol he created. And they went and reported them. The king said, I don't believe it. They can't do that. In fact, now that I'm here, blow the trumpet again. Let me see whether they will have the confidence. You know what these boys told him? King, you don't even need to wait. This matter is what is settled. Somebody say, oh, they did that because they know God will save them. That's not the scripture. They did that because they were ready to die. Hello? Based on principle. It's going down, we die. Let me tell you, death is not the end. Jesus said, don't be afraid of him that will kill the body alone, but be afraid of him who can send both body and soul to hell. Hallelujah. Christians need to be ready. I was watching a, a message on YouTube. A pastor was asking the church whether are they ready to be martyred? It was strange to people. Are you ready to die? Ah, and so on and so forth. Praise the Lord. Maybe I'm stretching it too far. But the top said to me, oh Lord, I'm trying to give you foundation. I'm trying to give you foundation how you can be settled. Praise the Lord. This is part A of the message. The real meat is in the part two. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. So as I said, faith is a supernatural engraftment 
of humanity into divinity. So if you don't have it, or if you have a doubtful mind, James says you are like, you are here, you are not here, let me try Jesus. It looks like it's not working. No. Let me go and try this side. You are tossed about. The Bible says, do not think you will receive anything from God. Hallelujah. So this morning, my prayer is that those sitting here today, your faith will be steady in God. In the name of Jesus. God will give you faith that is unshakable. The three Hebrew boys told Nebuchadnezzar that we know that our God is able to save us. If he decides that he's not going to save us today, we will not bow down. Do you know that we are going to throw you into the furnace that the fire will be increased seven times? It was so bad that the people who went and threw them there were consumed by the fire because they raised it above the normal level the furnace used to go because the king was very angry. But the boys were there in an air-conditioned room. They didn't feel it. Their cloth was not even smelling. Now we can say this is, oh, the Bible times. I don't know how many of you listen during service testimony. Hello? How many of you listen to it? There's a testimony of a family. A husband, a wife, the children, and a woman. Here in Lagos, a tanker filled with products covered them and it was on fire. Their car was trapped under. They were there. People thought they were roasted. Somebody came, entered their space, opened the door, and asked them to walk And asked them to walk out. As they walk out today, they don't know who he is. It's an angel. It's, it's a heavenly intervention. He said they were there. As they came out, there was no sign of smell or smoke in their body. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hmm. So what we're talking about is settle me, O Lord. Settle me, O Lord. And the point I've established is that without faith, you can't enter into the realm where God can settle you. There are many ways of settlement in the world today. That's for sure. There are people who are not Christian who have been settled in various ways. That's not what I'm talking about. But you want to be settled here on earth, you enjoy your settlement that lasts into eternity, and you enjoy a settlement in eternity, this is what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. How many of us want to enjoy settlement here, and then eternity, you are found wanting? How many of us? I'm not sure any right-thinking person. Because you know why? You know why? The life today, the maximum, how many people are reaching 100 years today, even in Oyibo land, where they have a good medical? 
Not many people. They celebrate them. Centenary. Eternity. By the time you have done a million years, you have not even started. That's what we are comparing. It's incomparable. Hallelujah. By the time you have done one million years, you have not even started in eternity. Eternity is timeless. That's why they say eternal, without end. Praise God. So I'm going to end this session on this note. Part two is a celebration service, only separated by the Sunday school. I will encourage you to stay. But before we end, I said it is true faith. It is true faith that you can enter into divinity, that you can share of the divine nature. It's true faith. Have faith without a relationship. Before God will even listen to your faith, you must have a relationship with him. The author and finisher of our faith is Jesus Christ. You must have a relationship with Jesus. That's when you, are, you have started. And that means you are positioning yourself for settlement. After your own eternal settlement is settled, if I can use that word, then other things, according to Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, other things are just jara. Nothing. He said, this is what the Gentiles run after you. After. But for you, it shall not be so. For you, focus on me. And then I will supply your needs. All the applications you are writing, all the places you are going, I will go there before you. I will go there before you. And I will prepare the ground for you. If you focus on my word. Hallelujah. One of the great problems we have today is that people don't want to commit themselves to God. Some people just believe, well, I just come on Sunday. Once I hear it, I'm done for the week. That's not where God wants you to be. God wants you to be in the house. God wants you to be identified in the house. God wants you to be here. We're going to close this session. In the celebration service, I'll go on the terms of the covenant of settlement. So we've heard about it. How do we, how do we, how can we be settled? How do we do it? From where I am today, how do we do it? That's what we're going to be talking about. So I want us to rise on our feet. I want us to rise on our feet. Rise on our feet. I want you to lift your heart to God and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord Almighty, just help me. This is 2021. I will not continue in the trajectory. Even though you are here today and it's working well for you, it can be better. If God opens your eyes to see where he wants you to be, it is not where you are today. It can be better. 
In fact, if you are so satisfied that you don't even need anything, God can use you as a challenge people. So it can be better. But you need faith to be able to enter inside. And without Christ, there is no faith. There's no tenable faith. If you have faith in other things, have faith in men, faith in uncles that will help you, faith in governor that used to be your friend, they will fail you. Even though they don't fail you, they can only help you as to eternal things that will not lead you far. You need Jesus Christ. So today there are two sets of people here, by God's grace. There are some people who are giving their life to Jesus. Jesus is my Lord. And then they still have a gap of what they must do to fully enter. There are some people who have given their life to Jesus and collected it back. They are here today. There are people who think they have given their life to Jesus, but their conscience is telling them, bros, this is no work, oh. you need to really do it. There are people who know of a truth that today, this service is for me. God brought me here for a purpose. So we want to pray. As we bow our heads in prayer, first I want to pray with those who God has brought here today. God has brought you here today to bless you, to give you what nobody can take away from you. That's those who want to give their life to Christ. And those who know that if the trumpet sounds today, bros, I know it. I'm going nowhere. Those are the people that will only come forward. If you are here, just lift up your hands. You want to say yes to the Lord Jesus Christ? Today is your day. Just say, Father, your right hand, just lift it up. Lift it very high. God bless you. There's no shame in it. Praise the Lord. There's no shame. Every man stands for himself. Not even that the Jew will stand for anybody. He will only make you, give you the environment and the word that will, that will take you to heaven. You will stand by yourself. So if you're here today and want to give your life to Jesus, please just run to the forward. Just run to the forward. We'll pray with you briefly to prepare you. Please come, come, come. God bless you. God bless you. Just come. Come. The song says, just as I am without one plea. Just as I am without one plea. Just as I am. That the blood of Jesus Christ was shed for me. That's the first thing. Please come. Come. There was a brother who was lifting up his hands. As the brother is kneeling down, please tell him if he wants to give his life to Christ. Let him come forward. Let him come forward. Anybody? Anybody? Please come forward. Come forward. I know that there are more people here that the Lord has spoken to. Today is your day. This is the sermon that you have heard. Come forward. And the Lord will receive you in the name of Jesus. For those who are in front, just lift up your hands and say, Father, have mercy upon me. I want to have a relationship with you. I want you to manage my life. I want to come into a relationship with you. Please forgive me my sins. Please, my sin. Lift up your voice and pray. And if you are there, you will still want to join them. Please come and join them. Thank you, my Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your children. 
We give you glory, honor, and praise. For this ones you brought forward, Lord Almighty, we trust your word. You say when they give their life to you, you will not cast them out. Lord, and that you will wash them clean of sins, and you will put their names in the book of life. Let it be their story today in Jesus' name. Thank you, Abba Father. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. God bless you. If you look at my brother counseling, just follow him. He will tell you more things. Praise God. Congratulations. Let's put our hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord.